good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you so much. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. So in my mind, the Lord is our own divinity. And how do we prepare for the coming of our own divinity? We use the word transformation a lot around here. Our mission is to transform lives. But what do we really mean when we use the word trans transformation? Of course, those who know me know I had to go look it up in the dictionary because that's the first place I go. <clears throat> there are three definitions. To change in composition or structure, to change the outward form and appearance, or to change the character or condition. Now, at first, I thought that second definition might be where, might refer to that, uh, the shallow change, you know, the superficial, well, I just changed the appearance. I painted the room and said to heck with it. I didn't fix the cracks underneath. But if you truly transform something, all three, th three things would really apply. When you change the composition of something or change its character or condition, in some ways, you also change its appearance. The process of transforming can, of course, properly be called spiritual formation. And when we enter a spiritual path, we start to reform, and I don't mean reform, reform from within. You know, many of us have probably had that experience of someone coming up and saying, you look different somehow. And they can't pinpoint it. They can't put a finger on it. Did you change your hair? No. You just look different. You had that experience? Yeah, it's because you've transformed from the inside out. Now, I, will con I connect this to the story of Palm Sunday, this personal uh, finding of the light. But let's look at the meaning of this day first. Now, Palm Sunday might be considered the beginning of the Easter story. And it's a very short little piece. It's from John 12. It's 12 to 13. It's on the <clears throat> and it reads... On the next day, a great multitude had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. That's the story. And we have a whole day around it. Jesus came to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And you might have noticed he chose to make an entrance. <laughs> He knew that the powers, to, uh, powers that be were already nervous 
about him, and that, you know, his teaching was gathering a huge following. But that did not deter him. He had a message, a mission, and the danger of carrying it out didn't stop him. He chose not to sneak in the back door and stay safe. He very publicly rode a donkey along a road lined with his followers who were waving palm leaves and cheering him on. Now, an important thing to understand about this act is that Jesus was not doing it from personal ego. He was making a very specific statement. And I could explain this on my own, which might take forever. I am going to bow to Eric Butterworth's eloquent writing. <laughs> the people thought that Jesus coming into Jerusalem on this first Palm Sunday was his first move towards a militant takeover. Actually, as we see it today, it was more of a caricature of a triumphant entry. Because according to custom, when a conqueror came into his own city, he was preceded by slaves and the spoils of his victory followed by his army. But Jesus had no slaves, no spoils, no army. The conquering king rode in on a horse drawn, on a horse -drawn chariot. Jesus rode in on a donkey, a symbol of peace and humility, not war and aggressiveness. But what the people and even Jesus, his closest disciples, didn't seem to know is that Jesus was on the last lap of a lifetime of personal overcoming. His life had been devoted to proving the principle of the divinity of man. And he knew that the truth could not be inexorably complete till he had gone through, yes, even grown through, the experience of the cross. Well put. We should take special note of the fact that the people didn't understand. They expected to, uh, Jesus to be exalting his own divinity, making himself the great exception rather than the great example. Now, we know how the story goes after that entry into Jerusalem. And that part of the story is so compelling that I think we sometimes gloss over the meaning of this entry into Jerusalem. There's deep physical, metaphysical meaning in this short passage. It trans -hist transcends history, and it relates to us in our own spiritual paths in our own time. It is the story of Jesus coming fully into his own divinity, fully accepting and embracing his Christ self. And let's just look at the symbolism that uh, Fillmore came, uh, you know, came up with. He says, palms are the realization of the physical, in the physical, of the unlimited resources of strength. So the people supporting Jesus with this strength we're supporting the Jesus with the strength by waving palms as he passed, the presence of giving him the strength and uh, inner power to do what he needed to do. Jerusalem means habitation of peace. That's, that is what the word actually means, or dwelling place of, place of peace. It is the spiritual center of consciousness. So Jesus entering Jerusalem represents the progressive because he progressed down the path, the progressive unfoldment of the spiritual I am. And it, this is the season of transformation. And the last part is the feast that he attended represents a recept, receptive state of mind toward all spiritual good. Jesus knew what he was doing. He knew the consequences. 
And it was because of the consequences, not in spite of them, that he acted. We heard a little bit about that in our um, season for nonviolence reading today. It's like, it wasn't in spite of something, it was because of something. Jesus knew that this was his mission, his fulfillment of his mission, to show us the way to come into our own state of divinity. So this brings us back to the spiritual formation that I was mentioning earlier. Spiritual transformation is the progressive unfoldment of the spiritual I am, and it is for all of us, not just a few. Now, Jesus may have come into the world fully awake, we assume that, yet he still studied, he asked questions, he traveled, he encountered people. You know, his time in the desert after his baptism where he encountered the temptations, that wasn't just an empty exercise. He was really working through a process of releasing the personal ego, spiritual formation. In the end, after many trials and tribulations, and not just in the desert, his whole life, and of course there were also all those successes and joys, he succeeded and fully embraced his own divinity. It's the same for us. Maybe we didn't come into the world fully awake, or maybe we did and then forgot, or maybe we went to sleep after we had boots on the ground for a while. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that we know that it is possible to ignite the light within and grow and thrive. And once we know it's possible, we feel empowered and we can take action. Now this idea came to me while listening to a talk Reverend James gave a few Sundays ago, and honestly, I don't remember the context, but two things hit me. The Easter story is our story. And the Easter story does not start on Palm Sunday. The Easter story begins all the way back at Christmas. Christmas, when the light is born. Now, there's speculation that Jesus was actually born in probably what we would call August, but his celebration of his birth was, came to be coinciding with the winter solstice. And of course, many cultures and religions celebrate what is called the coming of the light at that time of year. It's the time when the nights become shorter, there's more light in the day, the coming of the light. The coming of the light is also the inner revelation that we carry the divine spark within each one of us. Our personal Christmas, our personal coming of the light happens when we become more aware that there is more to us than appears. Our light is born up and out into our conscious awareness. In a real way, we nurture our newborn light to help it grow. We study, we pray, we meditate, we join in community, just as Jesus did. Some of us begin to teach what better way to expand your consciousness and to learn that what you teach? You know, they say you teach best what you uh, need to learn. And if that is the case, I must be a heck of a teacher. <clears throat> but think about what Jesus must have been learning from his own teaching. You can't help but take in, at least your subconscious does, of what you're saying. 
So he was teaching everyone else, but he was also talking to himself. You know, along the way, we all face challenges and joys. And as we move along in the spiritual formation path, we deal with these challenges in different ways. And probably at the beginning, maybe not as well as we would like. But life is an experiment. We're always trying out something new. And really, every talk I give is an experiment. Every step out the door is an experiment. Every relationship, every job, every trip to the grocery store, it's all an experiment. Heck, every meal you make is an experiment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know, you have, might have made that corn chowder a hundred times, and you know the recipe, and you know the ingredients, but somehow it always is just a tiny bit different. And there's that day where you forget to put in the salt or something. <laughs> right? And other times it's, it's something that you say, this isn't quite like, but nobody else notices. You know it's different. So with each time, though, you learn something. That's what experiments are for. They're not about failure and success. They're about, what am I learning from this? What am I figuring out? And you do learn something if you're paying attention. You know, experience is what forms us. And the trick is to not let experience run us. We need experience as a guide through this material world. But as we transform internally and spiritually, we start to acknowledge worldly experience, but keep it in its place. Because experience is useful information. But if you get a sunburn, right, you might decide not to spend so much time in the sun. That is useful information. But if you become frightened of the sun, just because you got sunburned once, you might spend the rest of your day life inside. That's not a particularly good uh, you know, process. And it also shows that you're only looking at outer circumstances and you're not consulting your inner light. And sometimes our experiences take us into the dark. We've heard about that today. And those dark times can be very trying. They feel like crucifixion. Perhaps a relationship ends and we feel crushed and desolate. Eventually, though, we rise again. We find the light once more. And from this, we develop courage. We develop strength. We become sure of ourselves, of what we are here to do. And when we face deep, frightening challenges, we're easy, able to rise above our personal ego and move forward, knowing that there is more to life than material circumstances. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus taught. Transformation, spiritual, trans spiritual formation, is subtle and it's gradual, except, of course, for the times when it isn't. Sometimes, and some of you may relate to this, sometimes as you do your spiritual work, you'll feel, okay, I'm doing my thing, but nothing really seems to be happening. Other times, the internal shifts come so fast, you aren't even sure you can keep up with it. It's as if someone has rearranged your mental and emotional furniture, and you don't even recognize the landscape anymore. And then one day, you drop, trip over a mental chair that was left in the middle of your mind, <laughs> and you go, aha! Now that is transformation. 
And then you go back to feeling like nothing's happening again. But be sure that it is. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean nothing's going on down in that subconscious, down in the heart. We never fall back. We, we might get confused and we might feel lost, but we never lose the spiritual progress we have made. You cannot lose your spiritual progress. If it gets dark, we just have to turn our light back on. The truth is, is that we can go from Christmas to Easter over and over again during our lives, maybe sometimes in a whole week. That's transformation. We birth the light. We go through the thing. We have the crucifixion. We rise again. You know, the other day I had a conversation with a fellow writer and we were discussing what it's like to have a brilliant, clear image in your mind and then try to convert it into words. The image that each of us has our own Christmas when our light is born and then we move through life and have our, and have our own Easter's where we experience many crucifixions only to rise again flashed into my mind and, and just with brilliant clarity. And as I was writing this, I was wondering if I am even explaining it at all the way I saw it or if you will understand it, and I hope you do. It was this just moment of I go, we go from this to this and back again and until we have worked it out. You know, the, the story of Jesus has continuity, but it's usually told, it's told in such a fragmented way, fragmented way. And it does make sense because each phase of his life teaches something different, and those phases build on each other. But his whole life was a progression from human to fully human to fully embracing his divinity to the I am. We can also do that by gradually releasing our personal ego and allowing spirit to guide us even though we may not like the outcome. The progression is how we prepare the way for our higher selves to emerge. Remember, Jesus did have that moment in the garden wondering if he really had to do what he had to do. You know, Father, let this cup pass from me. But he chose to move forward. Now, none of us will experience a physical crucifixion we will experience what feels like inner deaths. But Jesus taught us so much about how to face that day, that the day he rode into Jerusalem. He did it by not being the warrior. He showed us how to fully accept our own divinity. He showed us it's not an ego trip, but a deep commitment to being who we really are, who we came here to be. The whole story from Christmas to Easter is really the most magnificent illustration of spiritual transformation we can ask for. And as for Palm Sunday, I am very grateful for this tiny story that prepares a way for us to enter our own Jerusalem, habitation of peace, just as Jesus did. And so it is. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. 
If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center